Hello and welcome to Six Figure Souls Doing Good and Making Money. This is a very special season seven, highlighting my co-authors of our new collaborative book project, The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional. I'm your host, Camille Miller, lead author for the book and pioneer of the soul professional movement. Today, we are interviewing another author of our book, John Jeremillo. He is founder of CoachItOut.com and a leadership performance coach. Hi, John. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. So I always love to start out these interviews with getting the listeners to understand who you are before I start diving into questions about entrepreneurship and later on the chapter that you wrote. But tell us a little bit about your journey of your background and skills and then what you do today. How did you become the coach? Because most people don't start off that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a, yeah, uh, it was a bit of a zigzag, and you know the more you talk to people, the more you realize um, a lot of people don't have it kind of nailed from the beginning. Right. Uh, but just briefly, I'm a kid of blue collar workers, immigrants from Colombia. Um, so when I went to college, I had no idea what I wanted to be. You know, there were blue collar workers. I didn't have doctors, lawyers, accountants in our circles. It was just all blue collar workers. And I I worked it myself in a factory and hotel when I was in high school. So I guess that marketing as a, a major, I'm like, that mixes psychology and business, did that. Uh, later on, went for a master's in organizational psychology, then a master's in business administration. And it was between those two that led me to become a leadership performance coach. Um, while I was taking the, or doing the MSOP program, organizational psychology, people were like, what the hell is that? And I explained to them, it's like, you know, psychologists in the workplace, understanding people, uh, getting teams to work better, working with leaders. And then when I got into my MBA program, there was a certain book, The Leadership Challenge, that was that they used as the textbook for one of the classes. And I just fell in love with that book. Um, it was kind of like one of those books. I don't know if you've had that, Camille, where it was kind of like, okay, I thought I was the only one that knew that, or I thought I was the only one who thought that was important. It was just something about that book where every chapter, every line just made sense. And it made me passionate about leadership. And, and it made me realize how much I paid attention to leadership. It wasn't at the forefront of my mind, but it showed me how much I respected it. And I wanted to be a part of that. So I, I launched my company, Coach It Out. Um, and I work with leaders to, um, it started general as leadership coaching, but okay. it's turned into working with leaders that are new to their positions. I love working with people that, um, they want to, they're new to a position and they want to draw their best skills forward. So that's what I've, I've gravitated towards. And it's always evolving, always evolving. Since I launched the company, uh, my wife and I have had three kids. So that's always kind of dictated where the company has gone. So yeah. that's essentially how I, I came to to land in that role. And it's one of my first loves aside from family. Wow. So is most of your work one-on-one -on -one with leaders? Most of my work is is one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, I've done facilitations. I've done group coaching. Uh, I want to look to start a, a master class of sorts for students at some point in the future. I love working with students. I volunteer a lot with the University of Hartford uh, with their business students. I love speaking to them and kind of just showing them what the future might hold for them. I don't have the the answers, but what might hold for them. Um, so yeah, that's that's how uh, that came to be. But mostly, it is one on one coaching. 
So I'm curious, who is more your ideal clients? It's someone you said that was new to leadership. Are they in corporations or are they entrepreneurs that are starting their own business now all of a sudden, you know, they have to have staffs and operations and... I've worked with people across the gamut of uh, organizations that they're making their way up the hierarchy. They're getting promoted into um, higher positions and the company will bring me in or the person themselves will reach out. And it's more though in that mindset of, we know the person has the right skills. They just need that coach, that accountability, that sounding board, because it's amazing how much we try to, to, to tough our way through things. We try to survive, we try to push. And very rarely do we kind of step outside of ourselves and look at ourselves and analyze what we're doing. Very rarely do we open up and have that sounding board. As a leadership coach, I mean, everything's confidential. So people don't have to bring it home. They can just speak to somebody openly, honestly, with pure vulnerability. uh, And that helps them in their work. And, And the industry doesn't matter. I have worked with business owners. I have worked with people in nonprofits, for profits. What's great about leadership is it's everywhere. It's not, there are no bounds to it. You're going to see it everywhere. I've said, even in daycare with kids, those lessons are just everywhere in life if you look for them. Do you see a common thread that most people are dealing with? And, And I ask because I deal with entrepreneurs all the time. That's pretty much only who I deal with. And I find that there's this common thread of what they deal with on a personal level also shows up in their business. Right. So some people are like, oh, I know we're not supposed to talk about this, but it's and I was like, yeah, we do need to talk about that because it shows up in your business. If you have this mental block about a relationship or money or whatever it is, it's showing up in the business. So is there something common you find in leaders? I think the pandemic has shown us that there really is no disconnection between your work and and who you are outside. Uh, We've gone through decades of it's, this isn't the industrial age where you're going into a factory and working all day and and it's made, no, like people are going in there that they, they don't stop being human at the threshold of the building. If they're still going into the building. Right. Um, We're human. And um, what's great about my work is that leadership is everywhere and that just doesn't mean business and work i mean there are lessons for me as a father there are lessons for my wife as a uh, uh my partner as as the a, the leader of my family um it's just lessons that are transferable and i like that there is personal development in that there to me there really is no separation except the responsibilities that you have the technical right. things that you need to know for your business for your work but the lessons are you know they can help you if you're if you're getting a leadership coach for your work or your business, it's going to help you in your life as well. Because if it makes you good in your business, you're fulfilling your passion, you're being who you are. That gets like that good energy out of yourself that you yeah. can be a better person in your personal life. Yeah. I'm curious, how does mindset show up in all of it? Um, it's mindset in terms of again, we're we're a reactive culture. The default is just to push as hard as you want, work as hard as you want, get that next promotion, yeah. you know, achieve that project, fulfill that project. But we rarely, and now now we're seeing it, right? We're seeing, we're hearing more talk about mindset, mindfulness, stopping, pausing, thinking about your, your thinking. So I don't know what coaching looked like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, but now there is more thought about what are you thinking? It's not just, I've had people that, 
in our discovery call, we'd just be like, okay, can you tell me what to say to the people I lead so that they can, they listen to me? That's not what it is. Yeah. I mean, when I'm writing a blog post, when I'm writing on LinkedIn, when I'm sharing, I'm a leadership coach, but most of what I share, most of what I write about starts with the person themselves. So it is all about mindset. How are you thinking? And for me, the best examples of leadership you're going to see in your life are the examples that you see in people. It's not even their direct communication with you. People are always watching you. So the example that you set in your work is powerful. So don't think that because someone may not be in your charge that they're not paying attention to what you're doing. So the way you think, the way you're intentional about the work you're doing, that is everything because that's the ripple effect to every other little thing that happens in your life. So thinking about your thinking and how you approach things, especially with um, the importance of mental health coming to the forefront. I've seen yeah. a lot of that come up with the leaders that I coach. So it is really about, again, thinking about your thinking. It's not just about telling people what to do or even just asking them what to do. Where's your headspace? Because again, the, the whole example of you're in an airplane and the mass drops, if you really can't take care of yourself, that's going to show in how you impact others. Right. Has anything changed since people started working from home more and there's more of this virtual workspace? Do you think that changes in leadership? Yeah, I think uh, the pandemic, um, you know, you see stories written about um, people realizing what's important to them. And I think being virtual, I think because we're in our environment, we're a little more comfortable. Not everybody, okay. not everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think I've I've noticed that people that maybe were a little quieter before or didn't express themselves or didn't know what they wanted or whatever the case may be, I think with the virtual world, because you are in your environment, there's a level of comfort to it. I think because you're not stressing about traffic and all everything that is entailed in going yeah. to work. I mean, for me, I, I don't go into the office as much as I used to, you know, I'm, I'm three days home, two days in the office. So um, just the fact that I do have a better balance, that I'm with my kids more often in the morning, getting them off the bus, I mean, that is raising my productivity for everything I do. So everybody, mostly everybody is really benefiting from, from that, but I, there are going to be extroverts that want to be face to face. I'm not one of them. I'm an introvert, so I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate um, the ability to stick to virtual, especially for networking. Yeah, for everything. I <laughs> I love that I can speak to someone in Canada and then New Jersey and then and I can work yes. different time zones. Yeah. Right. So I, I can take I, off a I morning. Go ahead. Yeah, I love that I don't have to pick between two events, one that starts yeah. at six and one that starts at seven. With three kids, not that I do that anymore as much as I used to, but I don't have to say, okay, there's one in Hartford at six, there's one in Glastonbury at seven, which one do I go to? Or or they they're close in time. So, you know, you don't wanna you don't wanna be stuck in the car for too long between them. You know, at the at the height of the pandemic, I was signing up for a few events. You sign off one, you sign into the other. Yeah, you're wearing shorts, you're in your socks, you're in your environment, you know. Um, so there's just there's convenience there. And it's not laziness. It's just for me, it's been more about efficiency. My networking has exploded over the last three years just because of that ability. Like you said, yep. to talk to people in different countries and you feel more comfortable online. And I don't I'm one of those people I'm in that school that doesn't think you lose anything by doing it online.
Agreed. I just, I'm just not. Yeah. Um, if you have a passion about you, you will bring that to the conversation. If you're curious enough about the people you talk to, you will bring it out of the people. If for whatever reason it's not working virtually, really do consider how you communicate what you're about. So for me, I think it's just more efficient um, this way instead of getting, you know, gussied up, going to park, like making small talk and then having to give your message one on one to like different people. It's just I think networking has changed uh, and I'm kind of glad just because it gives us more time for other things. Yeah, I agree. I, I like it. I'm an introvert. I like it. And at the end of my day, I like that I'm home. And I can just <laughs> I, <laughs> or walk outside. Or... They don't believe that I'm an introvert because I get on stuff like this and I get on my own podcast and I talk and talk and yeah. talk. But as you know, Camille, if you're pumped up about something, you know, it's not about shyness. It's about energy. If yes. you're pumped up about your work, if you're pumped up about networking, building your community, adding value where you can I could talk like this forever. When we're done, I may pass out under my desk and take a nap. But you know, if you're if you're living your passion, I mean, you're you're an evangelist for what you want to show and, and tell people. Absolutely, I totally agree, John. Let's talk about the book a little bit. Uh, what is the name of your chapter? The name of my chapter is Platinum Networking: Designing a Unique Experience for Others in a World of Disconnection. Oh, I love that. I love that. So what made you decide to sign up and be a co-author in this book? Uh, I like the soul aligned aspect of it. I love that it it brings that to work. I think it demonstrates the humanity that we have to bring or should bring to what we want to do, that it's not just about dollar and cents. Dollar and cents obviously have to be there. It's a going concern. It's your It's your livelihood. But I think this provides people with a way to go about things that's just more human. I think that's, you know, not to sound hokey, but I just think that's more of what we need. And just to have this community of authors that I've met and met you and Laura, um, just to have that community that sees that same importance, it's huge. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to share with that community. And obviously, through the work that we're doing with this book, I want to share my particular story and message with whoever's going to pick up and read this book. Yeah. Awesome. Is, was this your first time being an author? I, I had contributed to one book, I think in the summer of 2020, and it was written as a message to, to graduates of college about okay. what to expect in the work world. So um, this was a heavier, a little heavier lift than that one, but I welcome the challenge of kind of putting that out there and, and, just expressing it in a certain way. Yeah. Did you, um, I, when I wrote even for the first time and even telling my story or coming from that place of personal experience, it, it really clarifies so much for me. And it, it, for me, it's like doing some inner work on my own and makes me very clear on who I'm talking to. And even with this book, I think I've said this in another in another episode, but um, I wasn't so sure what I was going to write about this time. <laughs> and it took me a while to get it out there. And I ended up loving the chapter I ended up with, but because mm. it pulls out a lot of stuff. Did, did, did you find that that happened with you as well? Absolutely. What I did was take a concept. I have a presentation that's titled the same, but this okay. book is very different from the presentation. 
it, the value is the same and what you draw from networking, but the bullets aren't. The, this is kind of um, the prequel, if you will. We're in a world of prequels. The book, the chapter is a prequel to that presentation. Because I looked at that presentation, I'm like, this is the closest thing I have to that meaning of soul aligned, that humanity. Right. Where did this presentation come from? And I just said, okay, my parents, that's my story. This is what I want to convey. And I just jumped in and dove in. And you're right. It's, it wasn't even, you just mentioned something about the reader, but it, it's amazing how much you learn about yourself. Uh, I realized how much of my work and what I deliver to my clients, to the people that read my blog posts, listen to my podcast, where that comes from. Mm. That no matter that I went to undergraduate school, two masters, a certificate in mediation, any of that BS, the main driver of my success now, my passion for my coaching, my passion for my fellow human beings, my clients, comes from the lessons that I learned from my parents. And it was writing this chapter that really drove home just how much. I knew that as a leadership coach, I got that from my dad, okay. the way he was with people, the way he wanted to help people. But in terms of networking, I, I, I never thought about this concept the way that it's written before I started writing it. It wasn't like, oh, finally, I get to write about that. I came to it with a blank slate, just that kind of idea of the presentation. Okay, where did that come from? And then just committed it to paper and just rereading it and editing it and cleaning it up. It just showed me, it was really therapeutic. It really um, anchored me in my purpose even more because of that clarity that it provided, just like you said. And it really, mm. it's not an understatement. It really was therapeutic. Yeah, beautiful. So I'm excited to read your chapter. Uh, I have I'm not read any of our I, author's I, chapters until I'm interviewed, until I interview them. <laughs> no, I, I can't wait for you to read it. I'm really excited for people to read it because I think it's obviously, um, as you can imagine, just from mentioning my parents, it's one of the more personal pieces that I've written um, as it relates to them. So I'm excited for everybody to read it. Yeah. Do you have any final takeaways for our listeners? Um, no, just I hope that they pick up the book, um, not because I'm a part of it, not because you're a part of it, um, nothing like that. Obviously, we need that. That's amazing. But just because based on what I've seen of other people's stories, meeting the other authors, what they want to share with people, yeah. I think this is the kind of book that society needs right now. I think yeah, things aren't as tense as they used to be, but this is one of those tools that will help people just kind of align themselves with their fellow human beings and understand what they can do for others, just in the lessons that the office provided here. Yeah, beautiful. John, if someone wants to learn more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they can go to my website, coachitout.com. Uh, that has contact information. It's got my podcast, some blog posts. I'm, I'm, this is a new website, so I'm updating it slowly. Uh, or they can find me on LinkedIn, John M. Jeremillo. And um, yeah, just... John M. Jaramillo at coachitout.com. Any one of those avenues works for me. Whatever you need, just reach out. Terrific. Thank you. Well, thank you, John, for being a part of this podcast and for being one of my co-authors in this, in this book we are creating, which I'm excited, excited to get out into the world. I can't wait. I really can't wait. All it's right. going to be amazing just to see all those uh, collaborations come to fruition and, and actually hold it in your hands, you know? Yeah. Can't wait myself. Well, thank you, John, for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. 
All right. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. And for more information about the Soul Professional Movement, you can go to soulprofessional.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Natural Life Business Partnership, a global professional organization and business incubator for soul-aligned entrepreneurs. If you live in a higher vibration, have an alternative approach to business, and want to help repair the world, you can join us at our next meet and greet to learn more about our movement. Go to soulprofessional.com. Thanks, everyone.